Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Now today's row is going to be back to the slow stuff. We're going to do three 11 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. Why 11? Well, why not really? Kind of, yeah, it's more than 10, less than 12. So we're going to row these around about 20 strokes a minute and at a low intensity. And I know that this is the kind of row that crops up time and time again with me. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's just so good for you. All right. So 20 strokes a minute, low intensity means round about five out of 10 from a kind of perceived effort point of view. If you're using a 2K training pace, that means you're rowing round about 20 seconds slower than your 2K average time. Or if you're doing this as heart rate zone training, you're gonna be in round about zone two, okay? Keep this as a low intensity. Don't push the slow stuff, right? That's really important. But before we get anywhere near that row, we're gonna to have to do a four minute warm up as always to get our body moving. And before we even do that, let's set up our machines first. On an Averon, that means setting your resistance to where you want it to be. Hopefully you know where you want it to be. And it's the same if you're using a Concept2 with the Averon app. I want you to set your drag factor to wherever you want it to be. A good guide here basically is you get a nice feel, you connect to your machine, but you don't have to heave against it. But at the same time, you're not rowing through air, all right? Next up, let's move on to our our foot stretchers, our foot stretcher height, foot straps, whatever you want to call them. And what you're looking for is to be able to get into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably. If you can't quite get there, chances are your feet are too high in the foot plates. If you go scooting straight past, your feet are too low, it might cut off your toes. Well, it won't cut off your toes, but your backside will go scooting out behind you and that's worse. It's not worse than cutting off your toes because we all need toes, but you get what I mean? Because you're, ah, oh, whatever. Let's get into this. So a good ballpark is that the strap covers the bottom lace of your shoe, which is round about the balls of your feet. So start there and adjust as necessary for your comfort and for your range of motion, all right? So we're gonna do this four minute warm up at round about 20 strokes a minute as always. Look at me multitasking, taking off my hoodie at the same time. Um, and we're gonna start off at low intensity. Um, and uh, yeah, that just means a light push of the legs and connecting to our hands. But let's get into the row and I'll explain more about that, all right? Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. Right, sorry. I'll say now as we get into the warm-up, it's a Friday, which means I'm a little bit bonkers. Looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> so, this uh, warm-up, remember, is a warm-up. So you're just getting your body moving, and you start that by connecting the power from your feet or your legs to your hands. So you push lightly for the time being for this first minute, and just work on the timing that you push at the same time your hands bite into the machine. When you connect and you feel the machine is getting power into it. It helps if you can have a forwards tilt in towards the front of the machine with straight arms. That will help with that connection. But then it all does come down to timing of pushing at the same time. So that's something you need to work on yourself. And now that we're one minute into this warm-up, you can push a little bit harder with your feet, add in a bit more power. Don't worry too much here because this is round about the pace you're gonna be rowing the main session at. So you don't have to be like firing on all cylinders, super warmed up before today's row, which you have to be if we were gonna do a much tougher one. So you can just, let your body ease into this warm-up. Get your body rock happening 
forwards into a one o'clock tilt, backwards to an 11 o'clock tilt, and just thinking about pumping those hips forwards and backwards. Get that range of motion opening up. But that's something we're about to work on over the next two minutes as we do some drills. So take one foot out the strap, put it on the ground, and continue to row. And I want you to try and keep your positions, your like body angles, as good as possible here. With only one leg strapped in, it's much easier to slide forwards so your shin is in a vertical position and tilt forward to so that one o'clock angle. Let's swap feet to the other one, continue rowing. And I've just realized with some alarm that the strap on my right foot is fully out. Oh no. <laughs> Thankfully we stop after the four minute warm up and I can, as if by magic, relocate it. But I might make the next two drills a little tougher. Let's see. Two more strokes with this leg. And then I want you to put both feet back in. I'll strap on, strap in the one foot. And now I want you to row with your back and arms only. So legs straight, swing your back, then pull in your arms, and then release your arms and swing forwards with your back. And this is such an important part of the rowing stroke that you get used to it being back, then arms as you drive and then arms then back as you recover. Now let's roll into the front, forwards tilt, arms straight, and just use your legs. So between these two drills, you cover the whole stroke. Arms straight, forwards tilt, into the front, push with the legs, work on the timing between that foot press and your hands connecting. This is a perfect drill if you miss the catch, just to sit here and pushing and getting a sense for that connection between the feet and the hands. Let's take one more. And that's the warm up done. So keep on moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will race through one more time what it is we're doing today. Okay then, so today's workout is gonna be three 11 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. 35 minutes in total, and then we're all done. You're gonna roll these intervals at a constant 20 strokes a minute at a low intensity, five out of 10 effort, or around right about 2K plus 20, or that heart rate zone two. And like I said in the intro, don't push this stuff. Keep it nice and low, build up that core fitness, all right? So let's get into our main session if you're ready in five, four, three, two, one, let's go. Right, 20 strokes a minute. Lovely stroke rate, one stroke every three seconds. So it means there's so many different ways that you can kind of measure this while you're doing this workout today. You can watch me on screen and try and match my rhythm. Take a stroke when I take a stroke. Try and make your drive speed the same as mine the recovery the same as mine. Or if you're not actually watching me on screen, you're just listening to me, listen out for the whoosh of my machine to know when I'm taking a stroke. Or if you're completely ignoring me, <laughs> you can just take one stroke every three seconds on your counter in front of you. And hopefully what will happen 
It's now that we're a minute into this workout, you kind of have found your rhythm, okay? I talk about flow and rhythm and all that stuff right at the beginning of most of my rows because that's what you want. If you can find that rhythm, if you can hit your flow, if you can dance with the machine, then everything just takes care of itself. You'll hopefully be putting in a consistent amount of force into the machine, which means that your speed won't be up and down like a roller coaster. You'll be hanging around the same pace most of the time. So what a consistent technique will do. Whereas if you're just flapping up and down like a dying fish, it's harder to find that consistency. Okay. Right. I am not going to launch into a interval and just talk technique for the first 11 minutes. I'm going to give you the quickest overview of technique and then, well, who knows what I'll talk about. I should really script this stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I'll talk technique, I'm sure, in the next two intervals, but I can't face going deep on technique today quite yet. So let's see how quick I can do it. In fact, I tell you what, I'm going to wait until three minutes is up and then I'm going to try and get through technique in less than 30 seconds. Do you think I can do it? <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> right, here we go. So, rowing technique is as simple as this. Lean, tilt forwards into the front of the machine with arms straight, hold that position and then push the machine away from you with your feet. Push. When you're halfway through the leg drive, that's when you swing your back into a backwards tilt and then pull in your hands, pull the handle into your chest. And then you reverse that by letting the handle come away. Then you tilt forwards, then you bend your knees to return to the front again. Oh, 40 seconds. <sighs> I did repeat myself and got a bit stuck at one point, so I'm still going to say that was 30 seconds long. There are finer aspects to the rowing stroke, but for the time being, for this first interval, just think about that forward tilt, holding it with straight arms as you push your legs and then swinging into that backwards tilt and pulling your arms at the back. And that's how you find your rhythm, okay? <sighs> so, kind of gave the game away in the warm-up by saying it was Friday. I should have left that till now because regular viewers on the Row Along YouTube channel will hopefully know what Fridays mean in my house. Friday is spaghetti bolognese night. 
Now I'm a real creature of habit. In many ways, I think this is why I'm perfectly suited to indoor rowing because of the habit, the repetition of it all. Nothing much changes. And it's the same with my, same with my Friday night dinner, to be honest. My, I've been, well, Julie, my wife, and I moved in together in 2001. That's how old I am. So, that's what, it's just turned 2024 as I make today's video. So that's, so that's just round up to 23 years, even though we're six months off. But 23 years, 52 weeks. In fact, we'll just do 23 times 50. That's, what, 1150 Friday nights that we've spent together. And I figure, I fact, well, let's just be super generous and say 150 of them we've been either on holiday or had a night out or something that's prevented us having a Friday night dinner. But the other 1,000 nights, Friday nights, we have had spaghetti bolognese for our dinner. <laughs> it's like a ritual. It's a thing that we just started doing. We never really said, right, now that we live together, let's do Friday nights, spag ball night. It just kind of happened. And there's comfort in this habit, in this returning every Friday night of knowing that it's like the trigger for the weekend starting. And I mean, it's much better to be looking forward to a big plate of spaghetti bolognese from a health point of view than it is to thinking it's Friday night, it's time to hit the pubs and clubs which frankly is what I did before I met Julie. <laughs> but I did meet her in a club, so it all worked out in the end. So, yeah, when it comes around to Fridays and either the slow cooker is sitting out ready for me to make the latest batch of bolognese or a previous version has been rescued from deep freeze. I know, well, hey, it's Friday. <laughs> and so dreams of a rather garlicky spag ball are rolling around my head right now. But it sends me a bit loopy. Anyway, right now, because, uh, not to make this about me, but it may help you think about you, but it's the end of January right now. And to say I had a rather poorly 
holiday season is an understatement. I got a really bad flu bug. Laid me out for a while. Wasn't really able to exercise. And when you combine that with all the food that comes through the door over the holiday season, I bought a fair bit of weight and lost a fair bit of fitness. So the past two weeks, I've felt strong enough again to properly train either with a higher effort or for longer periods at a lower effort. And part of that is going back to kind of no, well, mostly no alcohol is the big thing that I do. I just stop drinking when I'm trying to be healthy. I'll go like months at a time without touching anything. And so there's a reason, there's a reason for this. And so where it used to be that going out for a beer or two on a Friday night was the trigger for it being the weekend. Now, it's spaghetti bolognese because I don't have that beer or a glass of wine to tell me to be the kind of thing that unlocks relaxation mode. Okay, right, so back on point. In three strokes time, we're gonna have our first rest. I'm gonna row lightly in order to keep the counter going, <laughs> really. So stop for a minute, have a drink if you want to completely stop, stand up, you can. Maybe adjust your backside on the seat, you can. Or you can do all of that and then get back into some light rowing again. For these, in fact, I'll talk about this next actually. I'll go a little bit more rowing specific. I don't think you need to know. <laughs> know quite as much about my home life. <laughs> Although, listen, this is what I do, okay? I'm not a bombastic shout at you style trainer. So if that's who you're looking for, go fire up one of Austin's workouts and not one of mine. <laughs> I'm allowed to talk about him because he's on here on Avaron with me. I wouldn't mention anyone else. Right, one more stroke. And let's go back to the next 11 minute interval. So 20 strokes a minute at that low intensity, zone two heart rate, 2K plus 20 pace, whatever you pick is your way to keep this low intensity. And my heart rate recovered down to 117 over the course of that one minute, even though I was moving. And so I'm now back to firmly within zone two and it's again my decision as to whether to hold 2k plus 20 all the way to the end or think you know what actually i want to stick in zone two and therefore as i see my heart rate climb 
I adjust my pace. That's the end of that. <laughs> no more to be said. And so this is what I was, what I deferred talking about in the last interval is kind of how you gauge your intensity that you need to pick your, pick your poison <laughs> and stick with it. Because if I was to row constantly at 2K plus 20 pace, so that's 20 seconds slower than my average 500 meter pace when doing a 2000 meter time trial. If I was to row 2K plus 20, I would start off at a zone two heart rate. I'm gonna climb into a zone two heart rate, but then after about, well with me anyway, by 18 minutes, I start to climb out of zone two if holding that pace. I start to get into zone three, which isn't quite as useful. So where 2K plus 20 and zone two are both kind of similar. If you're just gonna stick to your pace, 2K plus 20, you have to understand that you will probably, the longer the row goes, you will exit zone two and be in zone three. Which, nothing wrong with that per se, but if you are rowing with heart rate zone training, then you've blown your zone. And that's being right now zeitgeist wise in the world of training. Zone two seems to be the big thing right now. Low heart rate between 60 and 70% of your actual maximum, not your formula calculated. Because the whole 220 minus your age thing for men anyway, is it 200 for women? I can't remember. It's a good, much like the BMI, it's a good kind of net to throw over most of the world to give a kind of generic ballpark, but much like a fishing net, lots of little fishies don't fit in that net. And it's the same with BMI and like math calculators for calculating your maximum heart rate. You are much better off if you're proper heart rate zone training in rowing, you are much better off actually doing a step test 
to find out your actual maximum heart rate and working from there with the caveat that only ever row at high or max intensity if you know your body can take it, okay? It's up to you to know your own health, to know that you're capable of strenuous exercise. You're in charge of you. So if you are unsure as to whether to do a maximum heart rate step test on the rowing machine, then either one, don't do it, <laughs> or two, go see your doctor or another medical practitioner who knows what they're on about and get their opinion. And then, if you're okay, you do it, okay? So, rowing at this intensity should be perfectly fine for you. But again, you know you. But maximum stuff, make sure you're okay to do it. But if you do wanna know the step test, I've actually got it on my website at rowalong.com with a little guide for heart rate zone training. Because it is effective. The thing about heart rate zone training is it kind of, it adjusts to how you are from day to day. So if you are activated, kind of stressed with a higher heart rate, then you're still gonna be working within the heart rate zone that you're meant to be working. So you shouldn't overexert yourself. But if you are in a stressed state and you're strictly holding to 2K plus 20, that could then take you into way too high a heart rate for the exertion you're meant to be putting in. And that brings me right back to the point that I'm trying to make here. And that is that one of the great things about this interval workout, three times 11 minutes, well, one minute rest, is that you can kind of have one foot in both camps because the one minute rest will help your heart rate settle back down. So if by the end of the first or this interval, your heart rate is creeping outside zone two, which it is for me because I'm rowing at 2K plus 20 right now, not my heart rate zone, then after the one minute rest, your heart will settle down a bit and you'll be back into zone two again when you start up the last interval, hopefully.
So I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a read error. I was up 135, which is just above, I think that's like 72 for me. Whereas either the thoughts of a rest or possibly a read error of my heart rate, but I'm now down at 125 and holding, which is where I want to be. This is also where the RPE scale perceived exertion does get a little bit woolly too, where the longer a row goes on, the more, or the tougher it'll feel, but you're not meant to reduce your pace. It's like you start at five out of 10, and then hold that pace throughout and then self-assess for how did it feel when you got to the end. And that's a way you can gauge your fitness increases. Right, 30 seconds to go on this one. Sorry, that was a full 11 minutes just talking about training protocols. Hardly a joke in sight. Five strokes to go, and then we'll have our final one minute rest or easy row. Of course, you don't even have to stop. You could just plow on, it's up to you. But I am now gonna take it nice and easy for a minute, just to let my heart rate settle. So I stopped there at 130. Let's see if it calms down over the course of this minute. I'm okay with moving in a workout like this, moving backwards and forwards, it's fine. But if I was doing a much more strenuous set of intervals where I'm putting everything into it, I much prefer completely stopping so that I can put all my energy into the actual workout and not expend energy during the rest periods that don't count towards anything. <sighs> right, okay, so two more strokes for me at this pace. One more, and one more, here we go. And we're back into our final interval. But a quick, really, 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 really quick technique refresher, because we are coming up for 24 minutes into this workout and between fatigue of the body and also fatigue of concentration, it's easy to let a few quirks enter your rowing stroke. So as you come forwards, slide until your shins are vertical, if you can. Arms straight out in front of you, but relaxed with fingers hooked over the handle. It's not a death grip. You shouldn't be tense as you come forwards, okay? Nice and relaxed. And a forwards tilt towards the front of the machine of your upper 
body. But you also want to make sure you have a good posture. So you're sitting up on your sit bones to help that tilt, that hinge forwards into the front of the machine rather than having a slumped, rounded posture which isn't as powerful, won't let the power transfer into the machine quite as well but possibly also will contribute to any lower back discomfort you may have and a good guide here is to look at your heels as you come forwards if your heels are wildly off the foot plates coming up a little bit is okay but if your feet end up almost parallel to the floor that's too much and that's usually a sign of either sliding forwards too far, hyper-compressing, over-compressing into the front, or a poor posture, because of the rolled lower back, hips tilted backwards, tailbone tucked underneath you, the angle of your hips to your knees, to your ankles, means that as you come forwards, shins vertical, the only way that can happen is for your heels to come massively off the foot plates. Anyway, so you're in that position and then holding arms straight and a forwards tilt, you want to push your feet into the foot plates. Get those heels down and drive your feet into the foot plates. Think about pushing the machine away from you rather than pulling on the handle. Because the moment you think about pulling the handle, your back will open up too soon. Your arms will bend too soon and you'll lose power. You'll rob yourself of a much more effective workout in terms of burning calories and things and you're more likely to get injured. Then when you're halfway through the leg drive that's when to swing your back from the forward tilt to the backwards tilt and once you start that tilt that's when you pull the handle into your chest. Squeeze your shoulder blades together for a powerful finish. Then let the handle come away and the momentum of the handle coming away triggers that forwards rock again so that you're in the right position, arms straight, upper body rocked forwards before you bend your knees 
and then you just do it all over again. Now, I know I talk technique a lot, right? Whether you've been watching Row Along for the past six years or whether you're new to me and my workouts on the new Averon machine, which is what this is. You'll have noticed, certainly in today's workout, that I can really talk technique. And in fact, on the Facebook group for Averon yesterday, somebody was talking about the availability of workouts and saying how these guided workouts are less about kind of like a spin class, kind of motivation. Come on, you've got it, come on. Get it in. Everything full power. And more subdued, talking you through technique and stuff. So my workouts are definitely more slanted towards calmer chats, especially workouts like this one. And I do talk more technique than I do platitudes, but that's because <laughs> I know that people when I talk technique, it doesn't really sink in. And so what I'm hoping is that much like if you are learning Spanish, the best thing to do is just to go and live in Spain and be immersed in it. I do hope that eventually all the technique chat that I have will just drip into your subconscious and from a kind of repetition point of view you start to think about what you're doing and incorporate what I'm saying because I get people sending me videos of them rowing for me to review through my website or I'll do live web chats with people to talk about their technique and they'll say I watch your videos love them can you look at my technique and I start to think okay so you do watch my videos but you certainly don't listen to what I'm saying and so that's why if everybody could watch one video from me about technique and then get into that forward tilt hold the tilt as they push with their legs arms straight pulling only at the back with a good posture then I just make one video be happy with that but that doesn't happen and so that's why I go on these long chats 
going over technique to help you think about what you're doing and hopefully one or two of the things that I say each time you climb on will sink in and eventually your technique will improve because I kind of said it before but it's not just about injury prevention and it's not about me trying to turn you into a Oxbridge rower if you can row with a good technique you'll be able to row for longer for a start because you won't get as exhausted because you're using your all your body and so that means the longer you can row the better workout you get the fitter you'll get and if you're exercising for like weight loss burning calories the longer you can last the more calories you'll burn but also if you're rowing with a good technique you're now using like 80 to 90% of the muscles in your body and because you're activating so much meat in your body it means that you're accessing more of a calorie burn because if you just flap up and down the machine at 20 strokes a minute and not put in any effort sorry to tell you you're not burning anywhere near the calories you think you are okay two more strokes one more and that's us done there we go now I'm going to continue light rowing while I say goodbye if you can have a quick drink do the same use this as a cool down I do have a separate cool down up here that also has a stretching section to it because most of these workouts in the zero to hero plan I don't tag on stretchage on where we go through a bunch of stretches maybe the back half of this plan when it starts to get a lot tougher I might start to stretch at the end too because you'll really need to but right now this is a nice simple low intensity fitness building row that a little bit of a cool down and maybe a bit of a stretch of your quads and shoulders afterwards hamstrings too maybe that's all you need right so that's a minute gone for that for a cool down I'm going to stop here you don't have to stop of course um, maybe you want to carry on rowing maybe you're going to go do some weights next who knows it's entirely up to you but regardless thank you for joining me for this one I mean 11 minutes three times with a one minute rest still gives you a great workout it's kind of uh, the same kind of workout as if you were going to row 30 minutes solid um, especially if you're looking at that kind of intensity heart rate kind of thing which, of which I spoke for a whole 11 minutes can you believe that a whole 11 minutes um, <laughs> I've been talking about that but hopefully you got a good workout if you are doing this within the zero to hero plan then that workout will have added to the amount of energy you have available to your rows if you think of the amount of energy that you have the fitness you have available is like a bowl of power okay you've got this bowl that sits here the power every time you do a row like this 
you increase that bowl, you make your, your bowl of power bigger, you're able to fill it up with more fuel for the next time you row. Each time, this blue fizzing power that comes out of it, you're increasing it each time. And what that then means is that then for the faster stuff, when you do more intense stuff, that bowl contains so much more fuel. If you think when you started the Zero to Hero plan, your bowl was about that size, okay? You weren't that fit, you weren't that strong. Now that we're on, this is what, row 18, I think? of the zero to hero plan. So you started off with a bowl that size. 18 rows into this, you've increased that bowl to much bigger because you've got so much more fitness. You contain more power, more energy to be able to put into the row. So when you do want to go longer, so as a mixture of saying last longer, yeah, um, you have all that power there to be able to drip to fuel. Your fuel tank in your car is bigger. I mean, all these analogies, right? That's what we're talking about, okay? And then it, what, it means that when you go to the fast stuff, you've got all that fuel there to fuel you for going fast. Whereas if you had that tiny, little, tiny, tiny, tiny um, fuel tank, then you might be able to go fast for five or six strokes, but then you drain the tank, okay? So that's the point behind all this, right? There we go. I gave you ages there to do a... Um, uh, uh, cool down, so hopefully you're nice and cool now and I'm going to say goodbye. The last thing of course and actually quite handy who has just said all that is to give a hashtag and the hashtag for today's role because I just spoke about it is bowl of power. See? Bowl of power. That's what today's hashtag is because that's what this has done. This is really building that bowl of power. I can't talk more about how important this bowl of power is that this kind of a row is. So bowl of power is the hashtag, right? There you go, right? Long outro, one of my longest ones yet on Avron. I apologize, but I got a bit distracted. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you put up with me. I hope you even made it this far, um, which is why the hashtag is quite useful because then I know you have made it this far. <laughs> so I will see you in a future row, whether it's on the Zero to Hero series or one of the other ones. I have no idea, um, but hopefully see you in one of them. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Be well. Bye-bye.